Let's do the damn thing. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. And I'm Pat. And today we're joined by special guest Hamlet, our new puppy. Yes. Um, you oh. might hear some noise or some chewing or some snoring. Um, <laughs> That's Sam. Sorry. Not yeah. the puppy. Well, yeah. I'm A little not... bit. Sam hasn't been sleeping. I haven't been sleeping. Oh, Fun fact no. about puppies is they like to get up every two hours. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Why do I, why do I, I mean, yeah, I know why? Why, I, why do you do this to yourself? Yeah. You ask this question every time, but I yet do. And then I you still continue get to puppies. Puppies. Yeah. Um, cause I like helping people, I guess. And, mm. uh, you know, what better cause than guide dogs for the blind, but it's So basically you're definitely going to the good place and the rest of us <laughs> <Sure>. aren't. <laughs> that show's so amazing. <laughs> Really I haven't seen the new season yet. No spoilers. Me oh. neither. All right. Today's movie. I'm excited because it's action Thanksgiving. We're going to watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. I'm action Thanksgiving. This is classy. Classy action, This is the classiest action, in fact. I'm pretty sure there's no guns in this, Ash. It's been a while since Wait, I've seen it. I, that was the theme song for Action Thanksgiving. And if you're not aware, listener, every Thanksgiving, Brett brings an action film for us to watch. Because that's the tradition in his weird household, mm-hmm. is to watch action films on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's a good one. Yeah, it's uh-huh. liven up the snooze fest of a holiday. Action films. Uh, are I so thought fun. it was your favorite holiday. It is my favorite holiday. Oh my god! <laughs> because of the action films. Because of because of the action films. Because of the like focus on the food and mm-hmm. the uh, and on a, on a, on a heartfelt note, it seems to be the only holiday where people get together just to get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Thanksgiving is my favorite. I mean, it still is for the most part, but there was Your a run. Favorite? Of, yeah, definitely my favorite. But there was a, especially a run of maybe like fifteen years in a row where a bunch of my cousins and I would get together and or at my parents' house and uh, just drink a bunch of alcohol and play tons of board games for like forty eight oh. hours straight. That so sounds that was a lot awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, it's been harder to. Uh, duplicate that as we all get married and have kids and then there's in-laws and stuff you know so we try harder to get have like weekend different weekend get-togethers because the official holidays are a lot harder now because you have to take mm-hmm. your partner's family into you consideration should celebrate <laughs> yeah. uh, canadian thanksgiving and then you can just get together separately on canadian thanksgiving <laughs> there you go <laughs> i wouldn't want the food i love thanksgiving food on thanksgiving but I have no taste for it like any other time. Oh, my God. It's like the worst. Like the food is just okay. so oh, bland. I will eat my face off on actual Thanksgiving and then like the day after like leftovers. Oh, that's But then the I don't want it any other time. Wait, what? Like, we need to do. Throughout the year, like you oh. like turkey, like the turkey and cranberries and yams and mashed potatoes and green beans, the French, the 
French oh green God. beans with like the, yeah. the soup stuff on top and the crispy yeah. onion thing. I'm having like a food coma yeah. just listening to you. <laughs> that food so It's good. so good on Thanksgiving, Ugh. but if you came to me any yeah. other time with that same spread, like it's, if you was like, if it was like May 13th, then I was like, I'm like, no, yeah, I'm okay. good. May, like, May 13th, because I'm like, you know, hot dogs and like I'm getting ready for summer. But anytime after October 1st, fair game. Put it on the table. I'll eat it for sure. Oh, man. I... I am in the other camp where I oh, hate no. Thanksgiving food. And Ooh, let me tell you, you why I also person. hate Thanksgiving <laughs> food is because for some, like, like you, I'm with you, Pat, where like, it's okay on the day. Even then, I think it's the most boring, bland American food you can have. But what I hate is that when Thanksgiving comes around, everybody for like the week lady, like, coming up to it is like, would you like to have Thanksgiving dinner for lunch at your work? Would you like to have Thanksgiving dinner (laughs) for dinner from Blue Apron? And it's like every meal becomes Thanksgiving meal for a whole week. And I'm like, please, dear God. In places that sell sandwiches, they make like the the Thanksgiving meal in a sandwich. Where it's like five things all smushed together. Literal best. I used to think Whoa. that I hated Thanksgiving food, though. Yeah. Like, I, and I'm not going to say we could convert you, Ash, but like 90% of all the turkey I ever eaten has been fucking terrible. Mm. And it's just like, yes. I learned dry. how to cook a good turkey. And like, I made the turkey for the last Thanksgiving and like, fuck, dude. Like, a good turkey is better than a good, almost any other bird. Like, I don't care. But you also cooked it with brisket? No, that was their separate, separate. I know, not together, but like you also offered brisket, right? Or some yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did a, I did a, a brisket too for yeah. this. See, brisket sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I, I could do I, that. I love brisket. Brisket might be my favorite barbecue meat. But like marshmallows on top of sweet potatoes, fuck you. I love Disgusting. That dish. I never Disgusting. have had that dish, but it's so gross. I think it's because you so don't have gross. a grandpa who's really bomb at cooking. Or you, so. or you've got like white family members because this was this was from the uh, uh, the black family that I have. They make oh. the fucking dopest sweet potato uh, casserole. I'm like, really good at cooking. <laughs> yeah, um, all white people in my family do not know how to cook. Grandma, Grandpa, sorry, I love you. Your food trash. But, but, well, but that's the thing people, is like we love you. That's totally. that's why it's usually so horrible. Is because like usually it's like your relatives cooking. And they're usually not good at cooking. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Okay, that's fair. Because I'm thinking back to all of my Thanksgivings, and they've all been with really good cooks. See, yeah. Imagine that food done by bland people who don't season anything, and it's fucking terrible. Here's where I'm confused. terrible. You got got a a world-class Bryce over there. What's he cooking? Oh, yeah. No, you know what? Well... Ever since Bryce and I have been together, we do different stuff for Thanksgiving. So one year we did like Indian food for Thanksgiving, which was fucking amazing. Or um, <laughs> conventional. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but we go, we usually go over to his mom's house. And while they do do a turkey, um, his stepdad's nephew's wife is um, from 
Mongolia. And so she Ew. makes like super awesome like Mongolian dishes and like, you know, like it's Ooh. it's like really healthy because his mom, Bryce's mom is really into healthy food. So it's like really good fresh food. Like that Thanksgiving dinner food I'm on board with. But like the traditional American one is. I want to see Bryce. Any Asian food for though. Thanksgiving you're good with. American, yes. put it in the trash. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably wrap up turkey talk. Uh, <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. My phone has 3%. This was, our, so, yes. this was our podcast, turkey talk. Yesterday in my very tired stupor, the dog tried to eat the coffee table. And instead of being like, no, 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 I went, gobble, gobble. <laughs> Like that was just your natural reaction. That was like yeah. that's just wow. a spontaneous wow. turkey. <laughs> it Sam, how much sleep have you had? Like zero. Uh, I slept for like thirty minutes before we recorded. Yeah, she was asleep. Oh before, wow! Yeah. Before we we got on, she's solidarity. There. So are there turkeys? Are there? Is it crouching tiger, hidden dragon, cooking turkeys? Is that the full name <laughs> of this film? <laughs> This is it's a very verbose title. That's actually still the abbreviated version. Uh, I'm I'm going to look for the turkey. I'm going to see if I can find a turkey in this movie. Uh, Good you, luck. You might find a couple. No, I don't know. There's there's a lot of outdoorsy scenes, so there might be. Do some they chickens. have turkeys over mm. there? Where chickens. this movie takes place? I don't know where turkeys are know. from. Ash. China. Is it? Does it take place in China? Yes. Okay. Where? Which province? I don't know. <laughs> Get your shit together. You have the facts. <laughs> I have the facts. Uh, yes. I do have some, some good facts. Actually, there's some cool facts about this movie, guys. Um, Ooh. And it's like there were names that I thought were famous names that I actually only know from this movie. Um, oh. Such as uh, Zhang Ziyi. This is a character or an yeah, actor? The act- actress. Uh She's the main one, right? It's yeah, it's her and Michelle Yeoh, which who who you, you probably know from other stuff. Um, the uh, younger one, Michelle Yeoh is the old the older one. She, yeah, she's been. You'll recognize her. The younger she's she had like a moment where she was in a handful of. Well, yeah, I definitely. She was in one of the rush hours. I think it was the inspiration for oh. watching this movie. Is Michelle Yeoh is featured heavily in the new Star Trek at uh, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. Uh, oh, and she was great. awesome in that. And I was just like, God, I want to watch Crouching Tiger again. So here we are uh, mm-hmm. watching Crouching Tiger, uh, getting that Michelle Yeoh time. Um, Ang Lee directed this. And, Whoa, really? Yeah. And he pitched the movie to Michelle Yeoh as Sense and Sensibility with Martial Arts. <gasps> That's how he got her on the on the role. <laughs> That's how you got me on wow. board. Yeah, no, it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be good, guys. Oh, uh, she, cool. So Michelle Yeoh took a year off of work to prepare for this movie, physical training yeah. and learning Mandarin because she did not know how to no speak it. No shit. What? Um, Whoa. The, what language wow. did she speak? Uh, her parents are English. I guess, it's, uh, but uh, there's also different like dialects. Yeah, yeah that's what I was lots of in China. Dialects. So, and they like apparently the script had to be presented to her phonetically by the native speakers and the crew. Yeah. Whoa, dude, Chinese is hard. It's so hard. Oh yeah, yeah. like the hardest. Mandarin, is except for I don't know, maybe Latin's harder. I don't know. No, yeah. Latin's not hard. Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, like you know a lot of Latin already because of English. Yeah. But, like I was tutor well, I was kind of like pseudo tutoring Chinese immersion students. 
and mm. I had they had to like teach me Mandarin so that I could like boost their confidence. And they would just laugh oh, yeah. at me. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, what word is I'm this? Sure. And I'd be like, way ba. And they're like, no, way ba. And I'm like, that sounds the same. And they're like, no. And like face palming at my pronunciation. Oh, like, no. I don't get it. You're in second grade. <laughs> well, apparently everyone had a hard time with Chinese uh, uh, learning Mandarin on this movie because uh, I guess Ang Lee is like one of the very grumpy perfectionist directors. And oh. was like a super stickler about getting oh. the accents right and the pronunciation of Is everything. He? Have you seen Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but have well, you seen Hulk in Mandarin? Oh. I bet it's, yeah. I bet the accents. It's all are the great. translation. That's what yeah. made it bad. Chow Yun Fat is the other name that I. Oh, uh, yeah. This was his first martial arts movie. Oh, wow. Um, so we'll get to see that. Uh, they had to. They had to. Co- complete a 3d model of his head uh to show him what he would look like without hair before he agreed to shave his head oh my <laughs> what <laughs> that should be Whoa. a feature i would like that because yeah. i'm getting there i'm getting that's like the that new app <laughs> yeah like you know how there was the app that like would make you old now now there's the app that could make you mm. bald i think every hairstylist should offer this mm-hmm. as an option yeah, it, it's i feel like it's it'll it is yeah point, it'll yeah. be there yeah yeah. I'm sure there are some very upscale. I bet I bet there I guarantee you there is some super upscale salon boutique that does something like that. Yeah. That does like I'm CG sure. renderings of your heads and all these different like very photo accurate and you can just input all these different hairstyles and it shows up on the screen. And here's what you look like with this and here's that. Yeah, I wish I would have done that before I went blonde because I was seriously in shock for like oh, 48 yeah. hours and I was like Ooh, this is not my body anymore. <laughs> China fat rules. We should do replacement killers at some point. I've never seen that's, that one. That's a good action. China fat. It's one of his uh, American ones. Mm. Cool. Yeah. The American ones for, for pretty much every martial art uh, actor is they, they all get like crazy. Like you expect stuff to be crazy when it's like the foreign film, but they get, it's it's a weird blend of all of, all of the ones I can think of where it's just like this is like an American action movie, but like why is there so much martial arts? <laughs> where are the guns? The guns are their hands, Brett. In Replacement Killers, he has a line: "I need guns, lots of guns." Oh, I remember the trailer. That was in the trailer. Mira yeah. Sorvino's in it. Oh, we should watch this. Oh yeah, so Chai on Fat. Uh, so the the language thing. Uh, apparently, his first take. Like the first shot that they did, he had to do 28 takes of it because Ang Lee w- wouldn't let him like pass for having just okay Mandarin. And oh, wow. Apparently he made Michelle Yeoh cry over her uh, dialect. She's like, oh. So this is like, I guess this is a very like, you know, accurate. Ang Lee made her cry or Chai- Ang-, Ang Lee made her cry? Ang Lee. Ang yeah. Lee. Oh, okay. He's really painting a, a not very nice picture about Ang Yeah, well, I guess it was, like, mm-hmm. a really tough shoot, but, like, super tough because, like, there's – I remember – I don't know if you guys remember much about this movie, but in there's – even in the trailer, there's a shot that's, like, the famous shot from this. And, you know, they, there's a lot of, like, flying around acrobatic mm-hmm. fights. Uh, the big shot in this, they filmed basically entirely in camera. The only CG is uh, removing the wires, but – since most of it was in close-ups, it was the real actors doing these like 
crazy. Wow. Yeah. It's, and it's all in camera, which is like they said that it was not going to be possible. And I guess they pulled it off. So I'm, I'm curious how that stuff will hold up. It could, but if it's not special effects, it should hold up pretty good, I would think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember like people at the time were like, this movie is visually amazing. So, um, and uh, yeah. It, it should be visually amazing because it's got uh, Yen Wu Ping uh, chore- choreographing everything. He's the guy who did uh, Drunken Master, Lethal Weapon 4, Ooh, all of the Drunken Matrixes, uh, nice. the Kill Bills, Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. I, I was looking at his, his uh, filmography and I was like, I guess I am a fan of this guy. I feel like this movie kicked off kind of a trend. Weren't there a handful they tried to duplicate it? Did, we talk, did you talk about box office? Uh, I didn't do box office oh. yet. I mean, because it was like, I feel like it was really successful. Office. It's the and, most uh, successful. I remember it was nominated, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was nominated for t- uh, 10 nominations. It won four awards, including Best Foreign Language. Wow. Uh, it's the first and I think still only foreign language. And Ang language. Lee was like, you hear that? Best foreign language. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like giving these like intense eyes to the actors and like he's like leaning in the Oscars he's like leaning you. across the aisle just giving them death stares like and just nodding like yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah that's right uh-huh <laughs> he's like i don't know about best foreign language but i guess we tried uh, but uh yeah and they i think they're they're the first and possibly still the only foreign language film to gross more than 100 million in the u.s Wow. Wow. Oh. So it was what year was deal. it again? That oh, I didn't yeah. write down. <laughs> you didn't say. I'm going to guess like 2000. 2000. Yeah. I'll say one or that's, two. That's a nice mint. Dang. 2000, 100 mil. How much did it do worldwide? Uh, IMDb says 213 million. Worldwide. Wow. Thank you, Pat. Wow. You beat me to it. Let's see. Facts, 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 I got facts, facts, facts. Everybody. Very little more. Uh, if you ain't oh. got the facts, get the fuck out the club. More on more on the crying, but voluntary crying. Apparently there's a shot in here where Michelle Yeoh has to cry, and they had to shoot this scene, and she had to cry consecutively for five hours. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. She was dehydrated at the end of that. <laughs> it's insane. But, like... I mean, they have, like, eye drops and stuff for that stuff. Yeah, but they never look right unless you, like, put the energy behind it. Yeah, like, she had to yeah, do the, the, fair. the fake sobbing for five, five hours at least. Yeah. Just That's true. Physically and emotionally exhausted at the end of that Ugh. day. I bet yeah. she, her contract looks really fucked up now that she's done this movie. Like, will not cry for more than 45 <laughs> minutes. <It's> like, <laughs> well, I mean, watching her in Discovery, it's more like, will not cry ever. Yeah. Ever, ever. yeah. I like, I like specific things because whether it is it's a contract or if you see like a warning sign that's oddly specific somewhere, yeah, you know it's like that happened yeah, for them yeah. to feel the need to, to put this in the contract <laughs> in the document or for them to put a sign where it's like no standing on one foot while singing the national anthem. It's like, okay, something happened. That yeah. specific scenario happened and it was bad because they wouldn't just think <laughs> yep. of that. Did yeah. you see like I just saw this um, photo of like – a restaurant with a sign that said, like, no horses allowed inside. Really? And I was like, what? What happened? <laughs> you know that sign is specifically for that one dude, yeah. Gary, who yeah. brought his fucking horse in yeah, one time. They don't, that happened, and they yeah. felt, yeah, they don't, you don't just feel the need to add a sign like that. Yeah. 
I've heard from a producer who has worked with him before that Vin Diesel has in his contract that there needs to be like giant palm trees on either side of his trailer. Yes. <laughs> He's got to feel Hollywood. I love yeah. it. Yeah. There's some band out there, I can't remember which one, that um, will only eat green M&M's. That was the, oh, I think right, that was right. Metallica. Was it yeah. Metallica? I don't mm-hmm. remember. It was one of the colors, yeah. So, but also, I don't know if they're just being dicks or not. I heard, so there's that theory that the bands with those crazy writers are, some of them are doing it to be dicks. They're doing it as kind of like a litmus test. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a hazing. Well, no, it's like. Or it's more like it shows how attention to detail, like. Mm. And it shows that they read the contract. Yeah. That's what I've heard. So it's like, are you going to set up my power techniques? Correct. Like, if you can't even get me something as you know, which seems like nitpicky, but I guess the whole thing is, if you can't do this thing right of like get the right color candy, can I trust you to set up the power techniques that are going to go off like five right. feet away from me? Yeah, right. And or am I going to blow up? Level a uh, level of paranoia for a band that was burned uh, by pyrotechnics. Oh, yeah. Fuck. That happened to was it them or, was, there some, or Van Halen or somebody or it was the Meta- Metallica guy he got his arm it was, yeah wrapped up. it was the Metallicas all the Metallicas the Metallic we are the Metallicas <laughs> the Metallicas <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so less like <laughs> when yeah. you the Metallicas yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a nail polish line <laughs> it really does Way so are poppier. all those your facts oh I got I got two more facts. Uh, but yeah, well, probably crazy writers. Michelle Yeoh tore her ACL while filming this, and they had to stop. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. And I don't know. I understood that to be like a, a life-altering injury. Uh, but she's doing fucking dope stunts in Discovery. If you haven't seen Star Trek Discovery yet, because it's kind of no, hard to you access, can come back from awesome. ACL. It's yeah. like de- it's in the moment. It's debilitating. Like you can't do anything while you recover, but you can make a full recovery from it. Okay, that's well. I mean, she did because. Dang. It's like in the mo- with with like the technology, like the medicine available over the last like twenty thirty years, you can make a, at that time and now you can make a full recovery. In the moment, you're you're effed. You can't, you know, like. Yeah. But Ugh. it is Ugh. fixable. The ACL is the 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 ligament that goes like diagonally across the middle Ugh. of your kneecap. Ugh. So it's the ACL <laughs> MCL, yeah. So and uh, what's crazy is a lot of those those ligaments. If you don't repair them, you can still get almost full functionality back. Your quad will actually grow down Whoa. and extend uh. and like act as the tendon or ligament or Whoa. tendons or ligaments. But Ugh. 12 years of football, guys. I see no, I've, I've I around plenty of knee injuries. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. Okay. My last fact of the day, uh, and I think this will lead us into expectations. Uh, the script did not have any notes about the fight scenes. The The line for the fight scenes was verbatim they fight they will be the greatest <laughs> fight scenes ever written in cinematic history period wow that was what they I love it what <laughs> yeah i love it wow you well, know that's like that's... a placeholder note that you come back to as a writer i feel like yeah <laughs> you just turn it in without because i do stuff like that i'll write like this character says something snarky and then i'll come back and then, like, figure out what that is, or mm-hmm. if I'm really stuck on something and keep the momentum going. So that's like, I feel like that's a placeholder. But did, he, did he come back? No, he didn't, apparently. <laughs> well, uh, I think they uh, just it... handed it off to Yen Muping, and he was just like, Here, do whatever you want. Oh, he's just like, Yeah. yeah. That's like, no like, pressure. 
Just uh, do the best the you've Princess ever done. Bride say like, wasn't the Princess Bride script like the best sword fight ever? And then the same thing where they had to like figure it out. You know, yeah, 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 and they had they like put in so much effort becoming like professional swordsmen. Yeah. I love the conceit though of you just hand it off. It's like ah, it's not really my job, so you hand it off to the the like the the fight choreographer. It's like it's like oh, it's like the best fight ever. That's just so funny <laughs> oh, to no me pressure. because yeah, well, someone who's been doing this, it's your job, and it's like oh, I wish someone. I would have done this years ago. I wish someone would have just told me to make the best fight ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Cool. I was thinking it, the same thing when, like, I was watching John Wick 3 and, like, half – no, may, more. Probably more than half of that movie is fight scenes. And, like, there's fight scenes that go on for probably five – 10 minutes. And I was like, how did they choreograph this? Well, what did the you know the writer like? director, the writer-director of the John Wick – now series is a was a is a fight choreographer or oh stunt, i didn't or, or know that person. okay okay so, so he's he like a like, he was like a first time writer director he has had a career as like a fight choreographer stunt coordinator i feel oh, like that makes okay. sense for how the john wick movies are written because like mm-hmm. you, you read that article about uh what, what's his face from weezer and how he writes songs where he's just like i write down catchy lines and throw them in in a in a word in an Excel sheet and just pick out random yeah. lines and that's my songs. They're just random words. Oh my god, really? Uh, that I makes that. so much sense now. Cause I'm like, what the fuck is going on I in the song it. usually? Or it'll be like um like a lot of like rappers or singers will decide the sound they want first before the lyrics. And they'll do like mm-hmm. test tracks where the whole beat will be done and they'll do like these test tracks where they're literally just it's gibberish. It'll just be da 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 da, and then you find words later that actually fit that rhythm. Oh, interesting. But I feel like that's how this was done with the choreography. Is this fight guy was just like, I'm gonna write all of the coolest scenes, and anytime I think of a cool action sequence, I'm gonna write it down, and then just grab bag, throw them down. That's the movie, right? Mm-hmm. How do we talk? I just together? love. <laughs> I feel like Ash, someone hiring, <laughs> coming to you and like handing you a. And oh, just man. your your orders are direct the best film you've ever directed. You're like, oh, great, okay, cool, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I wish someone had directed me to do this. Told me to do this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. The, the best yeah. fight scene ever is definitely condescending. But I'm wondering if the choreographer was like, kind of creatively freed. Like, oh, cool. Like they trust my mm-hmm. expertise to do something without being micromanaged. It could be the other way, though. You could have so much, like, there's literally nothing to go off of. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, no restrictions. There's no, so it could, it could have the opposite effect, too, where you're like, well, fuck, you know? Yeah. Or like, it was a threat. I, Stop fucking around, whooping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy's got no credentials. He's just been dicking around really his whole career. Really need you to career. bring your A game this time. <laughs> God. All those other fucking scenes you choreographed? Shit. Now get to it. Oh, my God. We've all seen it? Because actually, that's a good question. No. Uh, No, no, no. A very, very long time ago, like I I was a kid. You love to give me a hard time. I Uh, haven't seen it. Oh, you really haven't? I thought you were being a smartass. No. Oh, sorry. Okay, am I crazy? Was that delivery a little? (laughs) Felt like. Sorry. Um, but you've seen trailers and images and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, you yes. know, there's kind of a fantastical, like the way that they yeah. fight. Yeah. Like the whole like flying. Is that I know a- you can't really fly through the air like that. Well, no, no. Sure. I know yeah. that. But I'm saying, you know, the movie has that. Yes. Yes. Um, 
Does anyone know, is that a staple of Chinese cinema that, of this no. era? Or no. Like, I, I'm or pretty sure this is one of the first times that, I mean, I'm sure there's other kung fu movies that do it, but most often uh, kung fu movies are really trying to stay true to the kung fu, and so they're not like over accentuating it. Like or is that? it something that's in? I wonder if is it in traditional stories? Well, I know like it's Ang, in, uh, maybe. Well, I know Ang Lee and the uh, uh, Yan Wu Ping had like arguments because Yan Wu Ping wanted to do like grounded, like literally on the yeah. ground fighting, like keep yeah, it, keep it real. And but, then so gravity was a thing, actually. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, <laughs> some of the aerial stuff. Uh, one of the things I didn't write down it was uh, Ang Lee said this the main fight scene of the film he'd been dreaming of since he was young. Wow. Which makes me wonder, you said in traditional storytelling, um, there's Journey to the West, which is like a really um, kind of famous story in China. And it's all about these different characters. There's like a monk and then there's a monkey character who like floats on a Mm -hmm. cloud. So he does kind of like fly around. Yeah, and so, hmm, I'm wondering. I, th- I don't think it was new. I just think it yeah. was like this was advancing the, it to a totally yeah, new level. It feels like the yeah, first I've, time they made it like adult and serious. Right. Yeah. Or I just think like as far as like kung fu movies go, I'm I and viewers correct me if you know differently, but I feel pretty strongly that this was like the first time that it was really like fantastical like that like over exaggerated so i would actually categorize this not a kung fu movie i was gonna I say, say is it a kung fu i would movie? say it's it's more of like a, a fairy tale almost mm. not okay not, not there's not fairies in it but um more of i would say fantasy. it's kind of its own yeah more yes more like a, like a historical fantasy than a kung fu movie i would call like bruce lee movies are kung fu movies mm-hmm. and a lot of jet lee movies this I would not put in the same category as that. This is like fantastical, like historical fiction. Yeah, like those are about kung fu, and this is like kung fu is a means to the plot. Okay, but they that's... made a couple others after the success. I feel like with uh, like Jet Li, there's one called like Hero. Oh yeah, it was kind of in the same style. Hero was pretty gory, if I remember correctly. It was all right. Yeah, it wasn't any. It wasn't super bad. Okay. There actually to, is a movie that's a sequel to this, like actual sequel to this. And I can't remember the name, but mm. apparently Crouching Tiger is th- an adaptation of the fourth story in a, in a series of five books. Oh. Uh, oh. So, but they never made movies about the other ones. Oh. It's kind of like an out of Maybe place. those books suck. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, I have no idea. <laughs> Was it straight to? It was a Netflix. It was made for Netflix. I watched it. I remember that it came out in 2016. Uh, Scratching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Colon, Sword of Destiny. Oh. They did. Yeah, it was a Netflix original. Huh. Uh, I'd forgotten it existed, so I, I think it was fine. I, I, yeah, that kind of flew under the radar. That's there. convincing. Um, so I've got to well, ask the ever important question that I'm like 98 percent sure I know the answer to, which is. Subs or dubs? Uh, I there, oh. there's only dubs. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. There's no only subs. subs sorry. Yeah. Other way around. There's, okay. There's only subs. Uh, Ang Lee thought about creating an English version and was just like, no. no. <laughs> okay. 
Well, after all that time and effort you put yeah. into forcing these actors and actresses to learn mm-hmm. Mandarin. I mean, that makes yeah. so much sense now. Yeah, I would was- be so pissed if I found out that you just fucking dubbed over me with English. Yeah, yeah, and it was also very much a, like, snub on English audiences. Like, he was like, B- yeah. English people aren't going to appreciate this anyway, so we're not. it's not for them. Oh. Good. Yeah. That's a good approach. Well, like, joke's on him. We deserve we it. We did to the tune of $100 million, So, yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Ang Lee. We gave you $100 million. So, yeah. If there's, if there's, take that. We totally showed him, guys. We totally showed him. If there's one thing you can count on Americans for, it's being indignant. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. We are some just feisty little shits, aren't we? Yeah. I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll like your foreign film. So should we get to predictions? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the never never seen Ash. Okay, I'm first. All right. I So yes, I have never seen this movie. It has been on the bucket list. Uh, if you couldn't already tell, I am a bit of a kung fu movie fan. So I don't know if I'll be disappointed or delighted from this movie, from what you just told me. Um, (laughs) Maybe suspend the uh, mind frame of kung fu movie and make it like martial arts category. Wow. Right. Yeah. That way it's more broad. I mean, what did he call it? Sense and sensibility with martial arts. Yeah. 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 So I'm very excited uh, because I remember I've definitely seen like clips of the the scene that you're talking about with like the for lack of a better word flying and i remember thinking it looked very fantastical and i don't really know why i never got around to seeing this movie i feel like when it came out i was in high school i think you were and then 12 12 really oh okay well then that's why i didn't watch it right away (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then it kind of fell off the radar. So I'm really excited because uh, Drunken Master is like one of my favorites. So to hear it's the same choreographer, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm really excited. I saw bits and pieces of this as a kid. And I remember seeing the really like amazing fight scenes and really liking them when I was really young. But I haven't seen it since. So the the little statement there that it's sense and sensibility with martial arts like i'm sold i that totally sounds up your alley yeah this is this is my jam and i'm so excited um i expect it to be like visually um kind of graphic like not like like visually graphic like a graphic novel graphic not like gory Mm. you mean violent like violent not like violent um like striking visuals, high contrast, um, bright colors, and with a lot of like really dramatic silhouettes of the actors. That's kind of like my memory of it visually. Story-wise, I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be like a brand new movie for me in that regard. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you guys, you guys know why I brought the movie because uh, it's actually Thanksgiving, and we watch all of my old favorite action movies. And yeah. I remember <laughs> this is uh, a classy pick for you. I yeah, this I, is. I really love this. There's movie. no high concept, high concept, high art, Brett. I like it. This, I mean, it came out. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. What me and Ash are the same age, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, I watched it a whole bunch and then, and then, yeah. And then high school and then it just kind of went away and I haven't watched it since like middle school. So it was like, this was like a super cool, super deep, like, I don't know, visual influence on 
oh. a younger Brett. Uh, so I'm really excited to go back and check it out. I hope it doesn't suck. Uh, but I, I, you know, I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome, Pat. I think it's going. It's been a long while since I've seen it, and I only the plot. I remember very, very, very few things. But I think it's going to be the movie itself very good, very enjoyable. I think it's going to be visually gorgeous. That's like an Ang Lee mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Ang Lee makes fighting beautiful. Not even just the, I mean, the fighting, yes, but also just, I think it's going to be the set, everything. The cinematography. The shots. Yeah, I think it's going to be wardrobe. very, 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 very purdy. Purdy. You're purdy watching this with your daughters, at. right? Because they're, you know, this is a No, nope, they're watching Toy Story 4. <laughs> 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 On loop. And they need to go to bed in a second. All right. Well, then we'll let you put the kids to bed and we will go and watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Eating turkey. Eat, eating cooking turkey. turkey, cooking Whoa. turkey, <laughs> bacon turkey, bacon, bacon turkey. turkey. Yeah, take it however you want. <laughs> <Ter> bacon. <laughs> See, now that's good Thanksgiving food. <laughs> You're welcome. From the vegetarian's mouth to yours. No, that's just baby birding. <laughs> Ew, to your ears. <laughs> to your nose. Okay, okay. And okay. done. <laughs> yeah, it's really real hard to do a uru with your voice. So oh. the missing they, trivia was how, uh, what, what did this go up against? This I think this lost to Gladiator. What? Really? Well, Gladiator Lo- was later, no, no. wasn't it? That's the same year, same year Academy Awards. Oh, for best picture, oh. it lost. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's dumb. I thought Gladiator was like, oh, no, I guess I did watch it in high school a lot. So, yeah, you're right. No, I'm looking at it right here. You've tried to block it from your mind. No, I loved Gladiator. Gladiator is a good movie. And also almost famous in U571 were that year. 2001 Academy Awards, good year. Nice. I don't know. I think this might have been better than Gladiator, though. Yeah, that's what I said, too. And yeah. was like to memory, I think, I th- yeah, but Gladiator's on the show list, so we'll, we'll we'll have to do a direct comparison when we get around to that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that Gladiator's bad either, but I was not entertained. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> that got me. That was good. <laughs> I'm not in the mood for these cheesy puns right now. I just watched a crazy emotional movie. Sam so. and I both had tears going at the end there. Aww. Aww. Mm-hmm. They totes ate a uh, Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. <laughs> really was the perfect Thanksgiving movie. It was great. It was perfect. They had their little little time. I mean, I'm sure it's not really turkeys, but it was pretty great. <laughs> The bread at that bread. I was like, there really is a turkey. And he's yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'll, I'll just come out and say it. Um, not only do I think this is the best movie that we've watched on the podcast, it wow. quite possibly is one of the best movies I've ever watched. Ooh. Whoa. Big praise. Wow. <laughs> Coming out swinging. Just throwing it. 
Have you ever seen It Man? I love It Man. It Man's I was going to say, if you liked this, you would like It Man. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if you were saying It, comma, I know. Man. It's it's It. I know. It's hard. You should definitely watch Hero. Oh, Hero, yeah. Mm. Sam, have you seen Hero ever? I don't think so. I'm not. I'm trying to remember. Brett and I watched a movie that was like also kind of in this style, but like way more dramatic and bloody. Um, hmm. um, and I don't remember if it was Hero or not. No, so Hero from when I here's what I. It's been a, that's been a while too. I know we're here to talk about Crouching Tiger, um, but Hero. I feel like this story had more emotional weight. But Hero has this had beautiful visuals. We'll talk about them. Hero has crazy good visuals and ridiculous, like in a good way, ridic- ridiculous fights. Almost, it almost nice. I feel like it almost ups the stakes on like the fantastical nature of the fights and like the visuals and the use of color. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, right out the gate, are they flying around like cartoon characters? <laughs> it's. I, I feel like. <laughs> Yes, but cartoon characters sounds like we're being, uh, or maybe you intend to reductive. be. Yeah, reductive. Yeah. The, the flying around, I will come out the gate and say the flying around was cheesy as fuck. And I was <laughs> laughing my ass off at points that the filmmaker did not want oh me to laugh God. my I ass off. So wrong. You are just 100% <laughs> wrong. Um, it was like. Oh, don't eat my mic, dog. I think actually what, what, my biggest issue, I came in really upset at the beginning of this. I was going to be really mad saying there was not a single dragon in this whole fucking movie. But then I remember <laughs> they're hidden, so you wouldn't see them anyway. So yeah. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But they that were eating turkey, so that stayed true to the name. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. is like the idea of the flying around I think could work. Yeah, it just did. I think (laughs) if this movie was, (laughs) I think if this movie was redone today, it would look a lot better. My problem with it is it what totally looks like they're on, like there's at no point where I don't know that they're on harnesses. Oh yeah. And like the running in air, that made it worse. If they had just like jumped, like the times where they would just jump and they weren't running in air, it was so much better. But when they're like running in air, it just looked so cheesy to me. Uh, so, so you're saying like the, the underlying concept is fine. The execution could have been a little cleaner, yes. a little more like with the physics of it. It could have been a little more yeah. realistic. Yeah, because like – so I watched it with Bryce and Bryce was like, this is like their – on the moon or something like it was a little too over the top like it was a little too like bouncy house style and i think you know there's times where like their feet aren't even like touching the things that they're supposed to be kicking off of which really just like you know it's because they're on a harness and they're not actually physically touching these things and getting like any motion from them and so to me it didn't look real at all that's uh, I that's uh, we have like the opposite opinion on which part looked better though which is interesting to me cuz I was like oh this is awesome and then at like near the end when uh frack what's his name Liu 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 Mumbai Liu Bai yeah um yeah, he start, mm-hmm. he's the one How who you started forget? doing... We, were, we like, read it. You read the name like 30 times. <laughs> so it's like you, No, that's the character name. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but uh, like he was the one who, who like leaned into, I'm not going to run. I'm just going to point my finger and fly at you. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, that was cheesy too, for sure. Uh, that one. Well, it, like it struck me as like, I liked the running. I liked the, I liked the air running. It was kind of like uh, that. Cause in that same scene, he did the point the finger and fly, but then the, uh, she was like running and like bounced off the water and like, I don't know. It was, well, maybe that a, was the point to it was illustrating how more like Zen and effortless his was. And she was more frantic and wild and out of control. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, I see the argument, but the treetop scene I thought was also, I think the gorgeousness of it outweighed that and Charyon fat, like looking so at ease, like when he's just like chilling on the tree branch as it sways and he looks so, they were actually up yeah. there. I was curious. So I was the like, tree branch scene didn't bother me as much. It was more the first sight fight scene when climbing. she, Rooftop. yeah, like when she steals the um, sword the first time and they're jumping from rooftop to rooftop. And as they're like jumping from rooftop to rooftop, a jump that a human could make. Oh, okay. They're like doing the the leg thing in midair and it just looked so ridiculous versus if they had just, you know, elegantly jumped from rooftop to rooftop. I feel like it would have looked better. That was the like technique, the secret technique. The secret technique. You're I running like on it's, air. It's a stylistic thing. The like that's definitely more like superhero-y to have like big jumping powers um, and like just do it in one jump. Um, I think it's like it adds to the world that they're like running and breaking physics um, and kind of like in a world that's very realistic hints to the fact that there's magic. And I thought it was really cool how they did that. I, hmm. Did you notice like I mean, obviously the the parallels too. this was like one year after. Uh, the Matrix came out, same choreographer, and I feel like a lot of that action and motion was w- very similar to how The Matrix played out to some of the f- like wall runs and mm, thinking mm-hmm. of a few specific scenes in The Matrix that were like, this is like that amped up, like in the in the atmosphere of you know you're you're following that movie, uh, like how do you how do you go bigger, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, and it doesn't bother me in The Matrix. I think, you know, specifically it felt a bit over the top. It's interesting, Sam, that you say it hints at magic because I didn't really feel that that was what they, was behind it. At least I wasn't getting that. Um, I mean, they're like, not everybody can do it. <laughs> Just <laughs> Not everybody can do the jumping. And it's like the people that have studied it or the people that have innate powers can do it. Um, And I thought it tied in really well to the story. Sorry, Cherubs. The story (laughs) about um, the guy that jumped over the mountain. So I felt Mm. like it was all kind of intertwined. Like these people can jump and break physics and do impossible things just like that guy in the legend who jumped over a mountain which is seemingly impossible well i have a question for you then because i never took the story of the guy jumping over the mountain as true and so if you did i'm curious if you think that 
is she alive at the end of the movie? Because I took that as she I just have, committed suicide. I have no idea. But um, what made me think that like fantastical things could happen was because the main master guy said he went up to meditate and it oh, wasn't like right. the bliss. He was like trapped in an underworld and they like kept mentioning like these fantastical places. So I don't know. I don't know if she died or not. I think logically, no. <laughs> logically she well, did. I like the amb- um, yeah. I like ambiguity but with stuff. Like I do that. too. I, I enjoy yeah. it. I kind of relish yeah. that. I don't have to know I everything. Agree. I enjoy things that are ambiguous. And um, I think things can be ambiguous, but I'm pretty sure she just committed suicide. I mean, I guess it depends. Like, because like, which low is crying. As she jumps off. And I think she committed suicide because she can't live with herself knowing that she was the cause of the other guy's death. Yeah, like, I think poetically that's probably what happened. Yeah, Uh, like, I mean, poetically that's the better ending than her just surviving and but the uh, the, uh, you know, it was, the whole thing was, you know, make make a wish and, and, uh, you know, if if you're brave enough to jump, it'll come true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean... In the in the well, bamboo. we'll have to watch the sequel, right? Maybe. Is, it, I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with Michelle Yo is in it, but oh wow! It. In the bamboo scene, when they're like fighting, and he says he wants to see her true self, he like sees a glimpse of her true self as like the painted princess face. So like it is, I felt like it was a possible scenario where like in the fantastical world she was like. Jumping off the mountain to go, like, say goodbye to her parents. I love how many bits of no. lore like that they managed to fit into the movie, though. Like, there's just so much, like, completely fleshed out bits of history. And even, like, every character's subplot was, like, super deep and had, like, real world stakes attached to it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, That's it true. was just so dense with mm-hmm. stuff. I thought what was interesting was... The few, because some of these movies can be pretty gory, but there were only like two times where something was really like uh, viscerally violent. It felt almost out of place. Like when the the police officer gets his forehead blade. Which was another moment I was laughing and I don't think I was supposed to be (laughs) laughing because it just looked... It just no. Actually, we're not know. supposed to, to laugh when the police officer was murdered by the criminal. Are you broken? Oh my god! You don't like Thanksgiving? You're laughing at murder. I mean, let me of course, make a I'm laughing at murder. Statement. Have you seen? Yeah, my you films? were not supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> I think it was like just like the placement of it on his forehead looked pretty ridiculous to me, in my opinion. Like if it hadn't, it was like horizontal. Pontal, if it had been like vertical, I think well, it would have been. That's not how think, frisbees work. Instead of having it stick in him, maybe it could have like cut his throat, like whizzed by him, and he goes like, Ugh, yeah, it, it, it like, just it looked really ridiculous. to the ground, and he like clutches his throat and starts bleeding, and then it's like falls over. I guess it's hard to make that good. Which like, just the fact yeah. that it was like in his head, and there's like no blood. And it literally just looks stuck oh, that's, on that's there. That's fair. Head wounds. Like that was the thing that just but if felt you really pull it silly. Out, it, the blood will come out, but it's blocking it like a cork in a wine bottle. <laughs> I, th- I think 
there'd still be a little bit, though. He had a little bit. I don't know. I think like it was. I know it's true. It was. It was dramatic and over the top, but at the same time, it like quickly established how evil the blue fox lady. Oh, totally. Jade Fox. Jade Fox. Sorry. Um, because like. I could see, like, story-wise, like, she's friends with the princess, who we know as being fairly good. Um, Is she a princess? I thought she's a governor's daughter. Governor, sorry. Okay. I I feel like princess Sam's over here archetyping. I am archetyping. I mean, the guys are very high-ranking. I mean, she basically was, yeah. Yeah, the important bride, um, Jen. Sorry, I should use names, but I forget them. Um, Because, like, without that like dramatic death you know it it could seem like oh maybe she's good like she's with jen or it could like what it did was it established that the jade fox was evil and then Mm -hmm. it also called into question if jen was evil or not so story-wise like it was really interesting to do it that way because it was not an accidental death right you don't accidentally stick that in somebody's head like you yeah. could accidentally slit somebody's throat by throwing it. So, I, I mean, to me, story. it was just the execution. I think story wise, I totally agree. Like story wise, I think everything in this is pretty solid, except there's one thing that I don't understand. But like it, it was just the execution of it that it just looked a little fake. I guess is the 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 word. What was your what was your uh, plot? So I don't understand. I I totally understand why Jen wants to train and do this other life and be a warrior. I get that. I do not understand why she wants to steal the sword or why she's so possessive over the sword. Because the sword fucking awesome. It's like the best sword ever, and it literally breaks. Right, but there's not really more motivation than that. There's she even says at one point that she stole it just for fun. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a one to one analog here of like any video game you've ever played. The sword (laughs) is the level up gear. Like it defeats the other sword. It makes her better just by holding it. It's the master sword. Yeah, I just wish that like she owned that or like I wish that there was like more of a reason because she she just seems like she stole it because she was bored. Yeah. Well, she she did. I think that was the first time. Yeah. And I think that's okay actually for the character because it fits the character. She got a little drunk on the power. Yeah. She also gives a little bit of a reason. It's a little bit of a fuck you to the master because he belongs to a school that won't train women. And she's clearly incredibly talented and not looked down upon. So it's like. But then he offers to train her and she still says no and is possessive of the sword. Yeah. Yeah. She, she already she already has the, the powerful thing. And like why. uh Seek the approval of those that don't accept you. Yeah, why do you need to be lifted up by the people who are oppressing, you know? Like, I get get the motivation behind not taking the offer. I guess so. I mean, she's not the one oppressing her. But she's been, she's been, she's a character who's been basically mind-fucked her whole life. Because you have her parents who are very wealthy, powerful people who are using her, like, property, right? Marrying her off. Yeah. And it's you, mm-hmm. you. We've seen it a million times. I'm, I'm sure there was a political reason to whoever the dude she was marrying. I'm sure there was a political 
you know. Yeah, they mentioned yeah, really, that it yes. would be good it, for her fam- family. Um, so there's that. And then she has this, uh, the Jade Fox, who for 10 years. So imagine you have this, like, psychopathic murdering criminal who's training you up <laughs> and also, like, whisper. You know what I mean? That's also molding who you are. That's got to fuck mm-hmm. you up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So I can see her. She's just not trusting of people in authority. Mm-hmm. So even though he was like, yeah, we don't train women, but we'll make an exception. I could see her being very. And also Jade Fox has spent, imagine, 10 years telling you how awful Wu Dan is for women because Jade Fox hates them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's still so book. I could see where she would be kind of like conflicted where she wants to train. She wants to consider herself a good a good person or a good guy. But mm-hmm. even that feels like she can't try, you know, it's, yeah, I get, I could see that. I feel like that character is allowed to have like conflicting, um, actions mm-hmm. because of a variety of factors of her age and what she's been through and what her life is. And just, and on one hand she can be a spoiled brat, but on the other hand, she's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean to rhyme there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you bring up really good points. I her, guess I just wish there was more motivation for her initially stealing the sword. It just feels kind of like, in my opinion, she's a very strong-willed character. And so it feels really weak to me to be like, I was bored and I stole it for fun. Like, I feel like all they could have done teen. is... She's 18. I know, but like, I feel like like Jade Fox could have told her to steal it and that would have been enough for me. You know, like... I it, feel like... I don't know. Yeah, I feel like she was stealing it to prove herself to get out of the marriage and the life that she didn't want to live. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But Which how is, does stealing the sword get her out of that marriage? Because it's like the because she again the greatest sword ever yeah, in history of she, battle or warriorness. Yeah, they, it's yeah. it's a world where literally holding the sword makes you a better fighter. Yeah, I mean, she literally like brought the sword out into like. The town and people were referring to her as master. And like, plus, plus the motivation she had was that whole conversation right before she stole it. Like they mm-hmm. were talking about how super dope the sword was, and she was like mm-hmm. romanticizing the life. And she's like, "Oh, well, you know, it's not all that great." And she's like, "Oh, what are you talking about? It's awesome!" And now, like the greatest warrior's sword is here. I'm gonna fucking take that. Yeah. Ash, are you telling me if you didn't come across, if there wasn't some legendary film camera, that anything you filmed through it was one of the greatest pieces of movie film of all time? Especially <laughs> you at 18, you wouldn't be like, I need that. I'm going to get that. You would totally. <laughs> if you were playing WoW, you would need it and, or greet it instead of need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just take it. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't see it as this is a world where the sword makes you the best fighter. Well, the like, sword I, doesn't I make you, but the sword itself is just so badass. Is what I'm saying that it, you mm-hmm. still have to know what you're doing, but it also yeah, because she got breaks, bested several times. Yeah, but I it mean, also can literally break any weapon. So yeah, that's true. How can you not want that? Whereas. Think about like the teenage, the teenage analog or whatever is, you know, uh, <laughs> like a Ferrari doesn't make you a race car driver, but you got a Ferrari. Like, yeah, you're still better than everyone out there That's with true. like a Honda Civic. So that is true. You ain't walking to work. I was about to be like, my first car was a, no, it was a Honda Accord. A Civic. <laughs> 
Yeah, had one of them purple Saturn Spyro one SL one. Oh yeah, Spyro. <laughs> you just oh Saturn RIP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my car is long gone it i had a dead i had I, after that i had a pontiac there another dead oh, brand which one sunfire uh, the grand am uh cool but i had same oh you had the, had the little sporty one yeah and it was like bright teal and good time the whole exhaust just fell off it did like three times wow <laughs> And here's what we sound like to our under 25 listeners. I remember when Ford came out with the Model T. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I feel like I there's, to- I mean, I feel like there's not much to talk about because even though I was coming down hard on those two things, I think overall this is a really good movie. I want to know and your so- opinion specifically on like, Knowing that the whole tree scene was practical, yeah. except that last shot where the, they were obviously Compton floating down to the river. But the whole fight scene, like, how insane would it be to film that? Like, it's, it's an incredible, like, special effects feat. But also, like, what I love and admire about this movie is how every scene visually ties into what it is supporting in the story so like it's their whole power play like you know they're like Mm -hmm. swaying as they're changing power over each other and like the master who's very like zen and like thoughtful is like very carefully like floating and moving and like just it's really cool give it up to his acting too for looking yeah so calm when he really is yeah. what, 50 feet, 100 feet above the ground. Yeah. Yeah, right. Ooh. Yeah. And oh, she's man. all kind of flustered. And I feel like that's an easier mm-hmm. sell because you probably are up, you're up there and he has to be up there on the edge of that branch and just so chill. One, yeah. Another set thing I was really into was uh, that that initial fight uh, where they yeah ran across the city when she first stole the sword. Uh mm. Every set that they ran through during that, like, they had actually walked through every single one of those in, like, the previous 15 minutes. Like, the the full introduction of them coming into the city and just every single location that they went through. And they had had plot setup scenes in every one of them uh, where it was just like, okay, yeah, it makes sense for us to be here now. And then the chase scene back through – all of you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 I just feel like they they really laid it out. Nothing felt unfamiliar, even though the the chase scene, you know, it's a chase scene. Like I don't know, modern chase scenes kind of have that you know quick flash. Like we're here, we're there. You don't mm-hmm. you know you're you're running through a stairwell, you're jumping out a window, you don't know where you are. But this was like no, they're running through a location I'm super acquainted with now, and it made you know it, it, despite the the flying around like it made the chase scene feel grounded in a real world space well, what hmm. it does is it really sells that these characters are so good at their craft that every move they make is purposeful they're not disoriented in this crazy fight. They know exactly where they are, they know exactly what they're doing, and they know exactly what their next move will be. So mm-hmm. it that staging and the way they set that up in the action really like helps reinforce who these characters are and how they perform. That's interesting, Brett, because I could not tell the difference. Every time 
I was like, is this a brand new set? Like even when it was a scene, (laughs) I could not tell the difference. Maybe it's because like I had glare on my TV, but it was really hard to, I think my TV is also dark as we were establishing recently that because everything was again, very dark. Oh no. Well, the TV is dying. I will, I will definitely comp to that. It has like weird glitches every once in a while that flash across the screen. So it's on its way out. I like how you just told us all that. But before that, you were saying, I wonder if it's my TV. Oh, by the way, it's glitching. By the way, it's my TV. (laughs) By the way, it's definitely my TV. That was Uh, my thought process out loud, Patrick. (laughs) Um, So one thing that I, aside from like a really well-crafted story, one thing that I really loved about this whole film was like, how amazingly well written all these female characters were. Like, oh, yeah. I have never, like, since this movie has come out, I have not seen a movie that has represented women as, like, that powerful, that well rounded, like, that equal on the footing of the men. And I, and yet, without, really like, loved it. without even one patronizing girl boss moment. No patronizing girl mm-hmm. boss moment. No, like, look at the camera. I'm a girl. Wink, wink. Look at me being a badass. Like, none of that crap. Yeah. Um, like, they just were. And like, even Jade Fox. Like, yeah. her motivation because oh, yeah. they wouldn't teach her because she's a woman. Yeah. That made me go like, whoa, well, wait a minute. Is she a bad guy? Like, Yeah, totally. Uh, like they gave know. her great motivation and they didn't ignore the fact that like women aren't treated equally. So it didn't feel patronizing. You know, it wasn't like, oh, this perfect fantasy world is like, no, like mm-hmm. we're not treating our women equally. And then it like showed us how they are equal and how they are powerful and strong and like talented. Yeah, it's a whole tragic. The whole movie's tragic plot was based around inequality. <laughs> like, yeah, if if shit was better, then none of that would have happened. Yeah, I it's mean, interesting societal stuff too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I had completely forgotten about the whole flashback thing. Oh, oh my god, gosh. beautiful with low. Yeah, yeah, which is like a third of the movie. That's my com- favorite part of the oh. film was that I wish the movie had just stayed with them in the desert. I would have been so okay with that. It was so it good. It was real good. And it like yeah. really solidified who she was as a character. So it, it was mm-hmm. so interesting to see her in the present. You know, she's getting married and like she's being very proper, but she's hiding this life of wanting to fight. And then we go back and see her in the past And she's very much not that. She's ready to live in the desert. She's ready to leave that life behind. She has a ton of fight. So while we're watching that, I'm just, I was thinking like, oh no, like what happens to change this in her? Like what makes her go back and accept that life that she doesn't want? And then they Mm -hmm. like show her interaction with what's the Han guy's name? Low. Okay. Low, low and Jen. Okay. Um, (laughs) And then they show her scene with Lowe and he's the one that sends her away. And it like made so much sense because she would have stayed of her own choosing. But if the one you love is sending you away, like, of course, you're going to go, you know? Yeah. It was like really interesting. He really was well my done. favorite character. Oh, he was I so great. Him. He was so Sexy great. Desert Bandit. Yes. <laughs> um, Cal Drogo's got nothing on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
And like, how how jaded am I when when they uh, that scene started? as like, oh, flashback. Like, like they have to explain where he came from. And I was expecting like one of those like family guy. Like, hey, I'm your boyfriend. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then no, we never left that flashback. And it it felt like. Uh, that Star Trek episode where Picard has to live oh. the whole life, where it was just like when we cut back to the scene we left, I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like, I know, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was so funny because Bryce like left the room for a second, and then he came back, and she was like, "How did she get in the desert?" And I was like, "This is a flashback. This is like how she met the guy. <laughs> Remember the guy who climbed in her window like twenty minutes ago? That's that's him." But it like yeah. yeah, it really built their relationship in a way that just being like, you know, oh hey, I'm here and I am your boyfriend or whatever wouldn't yeah. have done yeah. at all. It was yeah. like not a not a shitty detour. And there's so many shitty detours that And they it, kind of hinted at it earlier because there was earlier flashbacks to the desert thing too that yeah. were much more subtle. Yeah. The movie did such a good job too with minor characters. There, there were a ton that had that were more than window dressing, but like, um, you had these larger than life main characters. But I was really interested in. You could have had the movie be about. Um, I think it was Master Bo, who was the guard. Yes, I'm glad you said falls that. Falls in with the with the police officer and his daughter. And you and could have had a whole movie her at the end. Yeah, about them, of course. So maybe like a love sweet. story, and yeah. like, like you could have. And they kind of he was there at the end, but they kind of went away from that. You could have a whole thing about them and him, them trying to avenge, going you know, hunting down the criminal. And mm-hmm. yeah, I was, it was kind I of that, sad that she disappeared. You know, yeah, the daughter. She, yeah, because she seemed like she was holding her own a little bit too. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. she like went in there and fought with her dad. Like, yeah, really cool. They definitely had yeah. like a weird power level problem in this movie. Uh, you ever? It's a. Uh, Was it over nine thousand? Exact. Exactly. Actually, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. It was Dragon Ball Z, hundred percent. Where it was like there are a few characters that are having that actor dude the main the main actor dude the one who dies at the end he's in the dragon ball z movie by the way just sorry i had to put that oh yeah the one that stars uh has a white dude white boy as a goku i think so yeah i'll confirm you keep talking right but it well it it had kind of the power i don't know if, if you guys are dragon ball z fans uh, fuck yeah it, you know it's eventually it's they all start out on even even ground and the movie kind of mm, starts out mm-hmm. that way but like by the end you realize there's only two people who who could be fighting here and like everyone else can can jump into the fight but they are just in the way uh and that's kind of what that that final fight felt like was it you know they um i am not gonna remember his his character name lee lee mubai Lee Mubai. Yeah. Lee Mubai, his whole thing where you're like, if he shows up, the fight's over. And so they, he just, he just couldn't fight because he was so good. That didn't always happen. Whenever he showed up, it was like, we're going to shut this down now. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the, the, uh, Jade Fox was like, oh no, like maybe, maybe this is an even fight with her versus three people. And then Lee Mubai shows up and just like, fucking get out of here, Jade Fox. And like, that was it, you know? Yeah. And it kind of continued that way throughout the movie. And then, but then seeing, you know, 
even Limu Bai being way better than um, Jen. And then she immediately goes back to the Jade Fox and is like, oh, master, teach me. And then it was like, oh, no, j- just kidding. I'm actually also way better than you, which is like, oh, my God, the power <laughs> dynamic here is so <laughs> slanted to- against the Jade Fox. Yeah. Yeah. What? Like He totes was in the Dragon Ball movie, by the way. He was Roshi. <laughs> Yeah. Well, at least they didn't whitewash one of the characters. Right? Just one. <laughs> Not the main one, though. I've oh, heard Hollywood. that movie is just a raging dumpster fire. I've <laughs> oh, I'm never sure. seen a, a scene from it. Is that Dragon Ball Evolution? Is that the one? Or? Yes, yes. Uh, going back to the Jade Dragon, or Jade, Jade Fox. Fox. God. Um, <laughs> you just I, can't get that one right. It's just yeah, co- some color, some animal. <laughs> But what's cracking up about this is I would feel like I would understand this more in a movie that wasn't that we didn't all read the names of these characters dozens of times. Like the names were displayed on the screen for us. Yeah. Two, three dozen times. I have no excuse. I'm sorry. The Jane Fox. (laughs) I wanted to say something really nice and important about the movie and now I undermine myself. Shut up everybody. Okay, everyone, um, no one talk. Everyone just stare at Sam. She has something important she has to say. <laughs> Go. No, I'm laughing at myself. I'm not laughing. Um, I liked how they ended her storyline with that, like, that she let her hurt, like, fully consume her to the point of, like, being willing to kill the only person that she considered her family and the only person oh, yeah. that she loved. Like, it's, like... Just really well written and like really well rounded and really complex uh, way for her character to go out, and also like really kind of like sums up the whole story of like there are bad and evil characters, but like good and evil in both. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I just really liked how they finished that up. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, no, I I get it. That was it was a really cool. I'm just I'm like replaying it in my head while you're saying this. Like, yeah, that was a like super. I don't even have the word to describe what I, what I feel about that scene. Yeah, I mean, like it's my 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 only family, my only mm-hmm. my only enemy. Yeah, like yeah, oh. and it's like weirdly relatable too. Like she trusted this person, and she let her own insecurities get in the way of having like a loving relationship. You know, she never felt yeah. good enough. So she let that get in the way of an honest relationship with um, Jen. And then at the same time, when Jen wasn't honest with her, then she like totally betrayed her. And I was just thinking of it now. The characters are very well-rounded and that there are, except for, I guess you could say, um, Julianne, that's Michelle Yeoh's character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the only one that's pretty much as I guess I couldn't. I don't remember anything, any like real flaws or or ethical flaws with her. But I feel like everybody else was not a hundred percent good or a hundred percent bad. Because even yeah. Lee Mu Bai, while his actions were all great on screen, you have this lingering. There is the question of is Wu Dan shitty? Yeah. Or not like yeah. problematic. The his fight school <laughs> that he you know he came from, that he's part of that. that there seems to be some issues there when yeah, it comes totally. to women. Yeah. So he's not hundred percent clean. 
theory. Well, and then, except for um, every and everybody is not. And then you even have Low, who is our sweet baby lover boy, but he's still a criminal <laughs> too. And yeah, um, and he's mm-hmm. killed innocent people for material goods. Yeah, totally. So nobody is, for the most part. Uh, it's not cartoonish. Like we're good guys. Even like, yeah, Jade Fox, who could have just been this really cartoonishly evil villain. Mm-hmm. She wasn't, she obviously had trauma that she mm-hmm. had been dealing with for her whole life. Would you say she was a trauma llama? No, way. <laughs> no she's I a wouldn't. Jade Fox. <laughs> I'm muting you. Oh. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, even Limu Bai, had, he had the the mysterious past there. But also, I mean, from the uh, you know like a like a higher story standpoint, like his big flaw is you know uh, dereliction of duty, right? Like it, his, with it's the great with great power comes great responsibility thing. Like mm-hmm. he's like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. just stop being a good guy now and. Uh, I mean, you can look back to all of the, you know, uh, I mean, when when good men do nothing. Like yeah. this is that the whole yeah. plot happened because he decided to stop being the the stop hero. Fighting evil, yeah. Stop fighting evil. He didn't decide to like be bad, but he decided to stop fighting for good. Yeah, and but then it's like it's also really complex because it's not just about good and evil. It's like they a big part of the plot is being true to yourself. And so was his mistake not being true to himself and not like being honest about loving, um, I forgot her name in the movie, Julia. Michelle. Yeoh. Yeah. Um, I love, think so. Yeah. Cause he like regrets it in the end. Right. Yeah. And they both do. And they both were yeah. not true to themselves and they both paid for it. So like, what is their ultimate sin and their ultimate mistake? Is it not being true to themselves? Because then they could have worked together and probably stopped this problem from happening, but instead they were separate. Or is it like him also not being true to himself and giving up on being the hero? Like it's really interesting, really complex. And like you said, Pat, it doesn't give us all the answers, which I really like. It's almost like there were no right answers there. (laughs) (laughs) So you said this was based off a book? Brad. Yeah, I'm real bummed that there is not an English translation of these books because I feel like they would be yeah. awesome reads. I saw that in one of the – I was just curious because I, I think I finished a few minutes before everybody. I was looking up some articles. There was some – it's from the 30s or something, some story, right, Brett? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like – yeah, they're from the from the 30s. Man, you know, more I think about it, uh, Michelle Yeoh's character is really awesome and yeah. – it's overlooked as far as like. I'm sorry. What's awesome. her name? Didn't you uh, read the character name? Like I said, times? Michelle Yeoh's character. Yeah, Shulian. You okay. Shulian is her full name. Okay, so there you okay. go. Um, <laughs> Pat has been the but, only one on top of the names. Don't give him. I shit. know that's why I had to call him out. But she, uh, like that character, is so great and just such a solid character. In that, there's nothing. Not only is she. And this is the job they give her. She, you, they set up this this world that is mm-hmm. mainly male dominated. You know, yeah. as most of history mm-hmm. was and is still to this day, unfortunately. But she is an awesome warrior. Um, but not like like Sam. It's a cliche like 
girl boss. Yeah. And then her business, it's not something hokey either. She runs a private security company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's rad AF. Like, it's not, oh, I got into... I. Something like artsy or that I started yeah. a bakery and run my own business or it's no, I teach other people how to be badasses. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, it's, uh, it's so a really, good. really great character. Yeah. Willie I want to know how she got to that point. Yeah. I'd love yeah. to know her backstory. Cause he like mentioned something about her father and how like she's done a good job taking over for him. So it's mm. like, oh, what was her relationship like? And like, where would her father fall in this whole, like, women are allowed to train or not? Because clearly she learned from somebody. So it likely was her father. Yeah. Well, that was something interesting, too, because like they talk about they talk a lot about how the school of martial arts that they're doing doesn't accept women. But she clearly <laughs> knows the that art form yeah 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 so well, uh, Lee, Lee Mubai I think they they implied he taught her oh okay yeah they had the whole like uh his brother died and then they spent a lot of time together uh and I think that was the the implication there was like oh I thought sexy time was implied no, because no, they, they said that they they time. couldn't they couldn't even say they they liked each other in, in honor of uh, Limu Bai's brother's memory. Yeah, I just mean like sexual tension time. Not, it's just, not just sitting just in silence, just looking at each other. Ooh, I love my sexy time with you, Brett. Where I sit across the room and just stare. <laughs> Listen, we already told you guys not to do it in front of us. <laughs> Uh, um, just no, lurking I mean, I, I mean and that's a good point Brett like does that that clearly points to the fact that he's okay with training women like he's advocating mm-hmm. for training Jen and then he's already trained uh, Michelle Yu's character his name Jesus. I, can't, I can't remember how to pronounce it and I'd rather just Julian. say what? Shulian. Shulian. yeah I mean I guess I guess that's why I was saying before where I was like, but he's offering and he's not an asshole. But mm-hmm. you know, like you, like uh, Patrick said, she's been Jen had been you know told for years and years that he yeah. was. So yeah, I could yep. see that. Yeah, or maybe in the past he was against it and he changed. So that might have been you know maybe what he was implying. When he was talking about how he left the training. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because that's... Yeah. Did he literally go to an alternate dimension where all he felt was sorrow? Or was it, like, him becoming enlightened to the fact that the school was not as, like, pure as he thought it was? I think that was... Yeah, totally. I read that scene as an elaborate, like, love letter to Shulian. Yeah, that too. I've been I've been mm, studying mm-hmm. my my craft and like maybe I reached the top, but there was nothing there but sadness because I needed to be back here. He Gatsby'd, <laughs> <laughs> and I Gatsby. Uh, speaking of um, Jen, um, the actress, she's she's been working. So back in the day, though, she did this. She was in Rush Hour Two. She was in Hero. She was in House of a Fl- House of the, the Flying, Flying Daggers, Daggers, which is another yeah. one like this. And then she was in Memoirs of a Geisha. And then she was just oh, in this yeah. year, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. 
that. Oh, wow. Good for her. She's still working it. Can we talk about the scene that supposedly, Michelle, you had to cry for five hours and it was like literally like two or three shots? Yeah. Five hours to get two or three shots? I mean, it's worth it. It was beautifully shot. It it was. Yeah. I feel like that's like coming out. What if that was the first take that they ended up using? Uh, yeah, they ended up using. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, like, recognizes it. She goes, what the fuck? It's the first take. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's funny because without knowing that fact, I wouldn't have thought anything about that scene. But totally. Because I knew that. I was kind of watching it. And it's, like, really understated because I was expecting, like, high emotion like over mm-hmm. the top like dramatic sobs and it's just like for her character it was very like dramatic because she's been very calm and level-headed yeah, the whole a very film stoic character but yeah like really well acted so i really want to know i feel like there should be a rule with movie trivia don't tell me how many takes if it, if there's some exorbitant number of takes that a scene took don't share that information with me unless you're also going to tell me which take ended up actually being <laughs> the final one. Because I want to know at what stage of that awful, yeah. prop, that awful experience they were at. Like you need like a you need it graphed. Like when was the? Peak I just want to know. It's like we had to do th- 27 takes. It's like okay, well, which one did you use? Because I'm curious. Yeah. I want to know. Like were they just ready to put their head through the wall? Is this the 27th take that we used in the movie? Or do you use number like six, like a dick, and then just made him do twenty and one more takes? <laughs> well, like the the tree fight, uh, they I read that they spent I don't remember how long the total day days were up there, but they said the all of the footage from the first three days they spent just in the air. They didn't use any of it, oh. like three whole <gasps> days. <laughs> oh no! But I could I don't know I could see that because. Is that three days of shooting or three yeah. days of being on site? No, like shoot, Ooh. like hoisted up. Okay, in the I air. was like, I could see getting the rigs up taking a while, but no, this is like Man. footage from three days. They were just oh. like, nah, we're gonna keep going, try again. Because presumably they had already like tested it and like blocked it out. Oh, I'm sure you'd so, have to. Oh, so that's like three days of doing wow. the same planned actions over and over. But it seems it seems to a, be a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> I heard of a movie recently where they shot like the first 20 minutes of it and then they're like, um, they're like, this just isn't working. And it was the actor from There Will Be Blood. God, what is his name? Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. And the director was like, hey, Daniel, this isn't working. We need to reshoot everything. Isn't that crazy? I imagine he would be okay with it, though. Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis, the man that's won like a million Oscars. Yeah, he's three <laughs> th- three Pete, uh, the best actor. Yeah. yeah, oh, is he really? He's the <laughs> he's, he's the most. I'm anti method acting. Wow. You're not acting if you're just being the thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think it takes more talent. I'm yeah. more impressed with someone who can be like sipping a latte, talking to you about the like fucking Super Bowl yesterday, and then on a dime be. Lord Elrondo fucking Riverdale and like sell it like that yeah. to me is way more impressive than to like yeah if you've been living and talking as a character nonstop for three weeks well okay let me okay 
I, it doesn't impress I, me. I feel like it just makes everyone else's life more difficult around you. And it's, <laughs> I don't like method acting. This is my soapbox. This is the hill where Patrick dies. Not a fan of method acting. I think it's pretentious. And I think it just, it's self-serving and, and not in a positive, like it's just, I don't Pre- think pretentious or pretentious. I, <laughs> yeah, with yeah. a D, pretentious, pretentious. <laughs> TM, I TM, mean, TM. <laughs> here's the thing: is like I'm not necessarily defending it, but I'm more defending the fact that every actor is different, and yeah. every actor has their own, like their own method for getting into character and and just because this actor can turn on a dime and be that character does not mean that all the other actors could do that i want to like say the, though that uh, that saying that every actor has a method definitely feels like you're reading the definition of a word in the definition of the word <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean i'm speaking even on more much more subtle levels as a director having experience with actors and non-actors of all different types of levels, like every actor is slightly different. And some actors, some actors take 10 takes. Some actors get it in one. Oh, that's like, fine. I'm saying but, the whole like outside of that's part of their of journey. Like the actor that takes 10 takes, that's part of their journey to get there. And I'm saying Daniel Day-Lewis, like using method acted, that that's part of his journey to get to the character. That's just what works for him. I'm not necessarily saying that that's the best method, but that's the method that works for him. Do you know what but I mean? Anything like, that requires other people to be inconvenienced outside of work, like this is the time, like you're on set, you're working, right? That's work. And sure, whatever you need. But if because you decide you're going to go live in a fucking tent in the woods and I got to call you Abe for the next couple, like, no, fuck like, really like in the morning. I don't have time for that. In like, the morning on the, way to sh- in, on the way to work, they're like, what? Yeah, uh, it's a level thirsty. of like, like, I'll have the grande. Give for, me the grande. <laughs> it's a level of like privilege and arrogance that uh, I just find annoying because I also feel like it's only and I'm stealing who said someone went on. A, I heard a rant about this, too. That was like, it's only white guys. Yeah. Who do this. That's, who you hear about doing it. True. I'm sure it's not. But I'm like, you wouldn't follow that up with like, one name. It's, it is certainly the actors. <laughs> I mean, that get credit, I credit, you know. Yeah. I mean, I could give you names, but they're not people, you know, like I have worked with actors that are but just more the, method. The shit, like, or like what fucking Jared Leto did with Joker on Suicide yeah. Squad. Like, like, I think gifts, that's like, just being like, a dick like that. I think yeah. that's probably just yeah, you'd have a hard time is. finding anyone to defend that. Oh, he is. He's a, yeah. I mean, he, he's like got a cult now. You can like look it up. There's like this article. That should yeah. Uh, yeah, like. But I, I guess what I'm saying is like I wouldn't say that all method acting is bad. Are there assholes that do method acting? Sure, but I, I just think it's really easy as being a non-actor to look at that and say like, oh, you're just being pretentious. But like. You know, there's probably things you need as a writer that from the outside could look pretentious if I don't know the process and I don't understand what it takes to get to your creative space. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I'm just defending the fact that this is what works for this person to get to that creative space. And if he's not hurting anyone, (laughs) unlike Jared Leto, then I think it's okay. But... You know, if you just have to call him a different name, 
to me as a director, that wouldn't bother me. That's not that big of a deal. I wouldn't feel inconvenienced. I feel like I, I, you're making a good point, but the more you describe this process, I'm on, on Pat's side here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, put it this way. I'll walk back from a blanket statement. Say, I'll, I'll say the overwhelming majority of my, I don't have any personal experience with it, obviously, but just my understanding of what it is and the anecdotes. And maybe that's why I'm aware of them is because they are the more outrageous examples of it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, miss me with that shit. I don't have time for that. No, stop. Mm. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not defending it as the best method. I'm just defending the fact that different people need different things to get into that creative space and to become that character. Different strokes. For in, different yeah, folks. To exactly. Patronus, the actor Patronus. Um, in college. <laughs> <The actor> Patronus. <laughs> in, <laughs> in college, we had an instructor um, who talked about, I don't know what the name of it is, but like the equal and opposite version of method acting is like treating emotions like a muscle. So you learn mm-hmm. to like... Um, flex like different emotions without the external response and i was like Mm -hmm. oh that's really interesting (laughs) like i can't do that so yeah and there's different schools of acting like there's meisner and you know like there's different ways that actors are trained and so i would just assume that daniel day lewis just has been trained in that method and so that's the method that he knows and works for him but there's yeah there's definitely Different methods and I liked the, different ways uh, to do the it. Hitchcock method where he, instead of hiring real actors, would just hire people who looked like they would be the person that he was trying to cast for in real life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's method acting, though, if you're living it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there, there's like a whole like there's a whole other bag of tricks that you use when you're working with a non-actor too, but like Jared Portlandia, for example. <laughs> what? What did you just say? <laughs> uh, oh, look, there anyway. the rails I not, are. I genuinely Way over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I like, was just going to say Portlandia does the same thing where uh, all, all of the extras are actual people who live in Portland and they're funny. non-actors. Well, in uh, the movie Up, sense. here, Pat, this one's for you. Um, the director, the boy that played... Um, Russell. Russell, thank you. I'm not <laughs> good with names. Pat I, with all of the names yeah. in all of media. <laughs> I know the dog's name, Doug, but I can't remember people's names. Um, so the actor that played Russell, he was not really like an actor, but he had a great voice. So they like did all these cute little tricks to like get the right response. So when he was supposed to be like exasperated and like out of breath, he'd be like, okay, run around the recording studio like (laughs) 10 times and then come back and say your line or like jump up and down and then say your line. (laughs) It's really cute. I don't know. That was, that was my anecdote. No, I like that. Yeah. Um, I guess the question I have for you, Pat is how, so acting is when you're, the, your your idea of the good acting is when somebody is a different person from point A to point B. But how long can you stretch A to B until it's method acting? Where is where is your when the camera's cutoff? rolling? Just when yeah, the camera action, and then you're going. I mean, okay, kind of. Yes, I'm 
kind of delving into a little bit of playing a character here now, but like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and I, I don't want to be too dismissive, but honestly, in my opinion, everyone's, and this is just my opinion, right? This is not, a, this is completely subjective. It's more impressive to me if someone can just walk in and 30 seconds ago, you are just yourself. And then, and even if it's a little bit, but just in a matter of minutes or seconds, or even if it's like 20, you know, just kind of taking like a few minutes, 20, 15, 20 minutes to kind of get yourself in the headspace. I think that's impressive to me as far as like, that is an impressive skill to be able to be in, in a short period of time, you're yourself, and then you are this character, and it doesn't look like you're acting, you are the character. As yeah. opposed to where if I've just been the character for the whole for for a month, if I'm just talking in that voice and I'm not am I really acting anymore? I just am that character. Mm-hmm. The chameleon effect is like less when you're methoding. Like you're you if you're living it a hundred percent of the time, like you see a chameleon change colors instantly, it's awesome. But like if the chameleon's mm-hmm. been green since you saw it yeah. and it's still green, like it's like oh, it's just a lizard. Oh, so <laughs> I feel oh, like most people, I feel like I feel like most people if they if they were given a month and they're really like they were given what they needed. And you just you are going to be this character for a month and live your daily life. And you're going to now it takes a certain amount of determination and persistence and uh, like strong willpower to see that through. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it'd be easy, but I think if you were doing it by the end of that month, almost anyone who if they made it that far, don't get me wrong. I think it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think it's less, I think, but I'm saying could come in and then give a quote unquote really solid performance. Cause you've literally been doing it 24 seven for a month. And what's wrong with that? Everything. It sounds wrong. like saying, less the impressive. end result yeah, to him. That's it all. sounds like the end It's not as impressive to me because there's someone where it's just on a dime. Can it come doesn't in hit and, Pat's bar of impressiveness. That's all. That's, I'm just, that's all. <laughs> everyone can gauge it differently. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm trying to find the right way to just to, to, to put it in artistic. It. Yeah. To put it in artistic sense for all you visual people out there, it's like a beautifully rendered Rembrandt painting versus like a 10-second gesture sketch. It's like, yeah, if you put the time in, you can create something beautiful, but somebody that can do it really quick and capture the essence, it's an impressive skill. Yeah, like planar painters, like Mm -hmm. giant, beautiful paintings. Do they you know a lot of them will do it in a single hour if yeah. if not just like you know within the frame of of a day, and that doesn't make the work any less impressive when viewed from the outside, but they did only spend a day on it versus like somebody who's you know like jump into it uh like it's it, it's like crazy like if you sit and work on a thing for six months it's like well if you're a good artist and you're working on it for six months it's got like six months of polish on it and like whatever but like it's real impressive when you can just in a day wow that uh you mm-hmm. know it's there's a there's a wow factor i guess yeah totally yeah. yeah i think polish though is a good word for it because i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if spending a month on that character you've put in a lot more thought into the small details which then would polish the performance a bit more. 
I mean, and um, I, I guess that only goes to show, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis, three-time, all-time best actor. Yeah. Come at me, bro. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's uh, I'm, it's purely opinion. I'm not trying to say this is. Twitter. I'm Patrick is saying wrong. Daniel Day-Lewis ain't shit. <laughs> Uh, if you have comments about this, feel free to interact with us online. Patrick is going to start slowly reenacting. I'm not worried about Daniel Lewis hearing it because he, he's probably playing a character right now. He's probably living as a character that doesn't have internet. Have Twitter, yeah. <laughs> you need to start slowly reenacting every scene Daniel Day-Lewis has ever done to prove that you're a superior actor. Yeah, be, be Daniel Plainview for the next month, Pat. <laughs> I will say in defense of Pat, I don't think he's claiming he could do it. We've previously established that Pat has the willpower to follow through with anything he says he'll do. What? Have we? Have, yeah, what? Yeah, I talked, yeah. Yeah, okay. he'll, he'll watch sure. the same movie six times. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not, not, not going to go live in a tent this. for the next month. Sorry, it's starting to get cold here. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get really cold until January. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, looping it back to the movie that we just watched, um, I thought the performances in this movie were amazing. I am, I am surprised that they had to do so many takes, but at the same time, it gave us beautiful results so i'm glad they did yeah why don't Wait, you guys this... respond to me <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. i say something very poignant and smart yeah. and insightful comment you're making me feel very self-conscious like i just spewed no it was actually i mean okay. i feel like it's a good movie should we do final does anybody have anything else before final thoughts final ash thoughts. is done with the movie she hates it <laughs> no i don't hate the movie no, I think I think overall I thought it was a really good movie. Um I I think the visuals are just like so beautiful and impressive. Um the flying around was a bit cheesy to me and there were a few other cheesy moments, but uh besides that, I think overall it was really good. Um Sam, I think you should watch It Man because I'm going to throw it out there, but It Man's a better movie. Boo! It Man's pretty good. <laughs> I've never seen. I don't uh, even. I've literally never even heard. I mean, of it. it man is just like ridiculously it's complex so and good. badass. Kung, yeah. Like that is kung fu. Like kung fu sequences and. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also this totes was a kung fu movie. I don't know what you guys were talking about. No, there was martial arts, <laughs> but kung fu movies. I think it are. It's a different vibe. Yeah, I think this had the same vibe as it man. In my opinion, all three of them. All three of the it mans. Oh. I disagree. It I think it's centered a lot around the school and the uh, the martial arts form, and I don't know. To me, it felt. I'm. I think that's a good thing. Like I love kung fu movies, and I think kung fu movies can be really deep and insightful and be more than just kung fu. There's lots of kung fu movies that are more than just the kung fu. The, the grounded fight scenes in this definitely had similarities to the it man stuff the like the the, uh, restaurant. Uh, mm-hmm. the restaurant scene yeah. or yes the, or the, totally uh, when they were fighting in the weapon room uh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that when they were fighting in the weapon room they definitely referenced that for kung fu panda oh yeah yeah that's awesome 
But yeah, Ip Man definitely has more of the, uh, like, well, much less of the fantasy vibe. It's very, like, yes, real. Yeah. Real world. Real gritty kung fu. But there's still, like, you know, more to the story than just, you know, the kung fu and there's developed characters and whatnot. But anyway, overall, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Sam, say a word. Uh, One word. And then we won't react to you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Phenomenal. Nice. I don't know. That sounded convincing. Because I wasn't expecting to only give my thing in one word, you jerk. (laughs) Um, No, I, I loved it. I thought everything about it was like flawlessly executed and incredibly like well thought through and planned. And, like, every small detail was just there and, like, planned with care. Um, and it really showed and it like, came together as just a holistically beautiful film. I loved the balance of kind of realism and fantasy. I'm definitely a fantasy fan. And I didn't—that took me by surprise. So I wasn't expecting that element or kind of that, like, classic love story. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed Have you read that. Pride and— Pre- was it Pride and Prejudice? Sense, Sense and sensibility. sensibility. Oh, is this? Does this have parallels? Because I haven't, I haven't S- seen similar. that or read it. Okay. Uh, definitely similar. Like, um, I don't know any of those character names either, except one of them is Mr. Darcy. Pat? The marriage plot. You got us? Mr. Darcy. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Darcy. One of them is Mr. Darcy, and then one of them is Emma Thompson, and the other one is Titanic Girl. So, and they like Titanic Girl. <laughs> there is definitely parallels of like. Um, Emma Thompson's character. This is the movie, obviously not the book. Did uh, you guys think uh, there were a couple moments that I kind of felt uh, there were some parallels to, um, and maybe this is just a romantic trope thing, but parallels to uh, Princess Bride. Like they're like they like hate her and Low, like hate each other at first, and then they're like rolling down the hill, yeah. and then they end up falling in love, and like I don't know, it just kind of reminded me of I. That love story, too. It's funny you mentioned Princess Bride because that is my favorite movie. And <laughs> I think that's why, also why I really like this because it's kind of a more realistic, like, tragic version of mm, Princess mm-hmm. Bride. Um, yeah. I just thought it was really well done. I love the visuals and, like, I love the style. I love how unconventional a lot of the things were, but, like, still familiar. And... Mm-hmm thought the characters were really well written and really well acted and the whole story was really great i really liked it i want to go watch um hero and house of flying daggers specifically i remember that one not being in my own opinion not as good but i want to go watch hero again because i just love that style i was trying to think sorry sam when you i was trying to think of an of an analogy that would explain or my take on why I feel like that that what I would call like It Man and like Bruce Lee movies mm-hmm. Kung Fu movies and this is slightly something different kind of yeah. needs its own subcategory. I was trying to think of an analogy of another two types of like sub genres and gotcha. I couldn't fucking do it. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll get back to you guys. <laughs> I think it's um, that like love but story. But no I that I really enjoyed it. Uh, I just it was just I think it was this is gonna sound cheesy as fuck but I, it was art i thought that was a <laughs> yeah. piece of art yeah definitely yeah and 
Absolutely. You can see the care that went into it, and I just love that. Anything that, yeah. yeah. No, really I enjoyed it. If you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it in a while, go watch it. Pop yeah. that in. Yeah. I, I it's actually, on Netflix right now. <laughs> it is. I love and that on, summary, uh, Pat. Amazon Prime. Yeah. I love that summary, Pat, that this is art. That's totally how I feel about it, too. It, like, really sums it up. You know, I f- I like, some of the stuff we didn't talk about either, like, I mean, the soundtrack for this was oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the music is so good. So good. Every scene, it, like, it, it managed to, like, add to the, the mood they were going for without, like, calling itself out. Um, the costuming was mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. like th- so many different costumes. I mean, they just the number of locations they had and every single location had hu- a huge amount of extras and all of them had their own costumes and, but like an overall style that fit for each area. So you always knew where you were or at least where you weren't, I guess. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the choreography was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the little the details like uh everybody in the movie that fought had a different weapon there was nobody had there mm-hmm. isn't like two of the same sword like the, the restaurant scene every single person had like some crazy thing i've never seen before uh yeah i want to know how how heavy those uh ball big like they're like giant metal right? balls at the end of the. the how heavy are those supposed to be? Obviously, those are props, but I want to know like the real weapon those are based on. Like, like I yeah. want to look that up. Yeah, those gi- giant murder Fucking heavy with those. I want, basically, I want to know if could I wield them? <laughs> yes, you could. Like, I I will. A very <laughs> dark souls kind of weapon. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think I just the fight the fight scenes and the I mean the story. I don't know. I like I said we we me and Sam both had had a tear going at the end of the movie there and um <laughs> it's been a while since I watched a movie that like made me tear up like as that was a that was a good a good made you feel shit kind of movie <laughs> but yeah well that was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Thank you so much for watching. You can follow us on Twitter if you want more updates about what we're watching or if you want to participate in a movie poll. Um, or we do fun stuff like I po- I tweet a still of the movie we're watching and see if you can guess it. And this time, guys, maybe it was a little too hard because nobody guessed it. No. So Did you try. just post a, a picture of the roasted turkey? I hope so. No, I really wish I no. had. Actually, I was so engrossed in this movie for most of it that, like, it was about halfway through that I was like, oh, fuck, I got to post a photo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, nobody got it. Oh, well. Because the last one was too easy, so I tried to do a little harder this time. But it's I mean, this is a movie that, like, it's, more it's either going to be so obvious, I feel like, or right? There's, it's like, too obscure. It's not much middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. You let us down, listener. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you liked our show, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or Google Play Music and share us with your friends. We have a Facebook group. Join it. Hang out. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Join us next time when we watch The Cat of Nine Tails. It's a poster of a cat. 
with nine tails. So it's like read, nine little read, vignettes. Read the tagline. Oh. It's nine times more suspenseful. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fine. You guys don't like me it's tonight. It's horrible. Bye. It's no zombie strippers from hell. <laughs> well, now that's a good one. 